Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. First of all, let me just say this. I have an enormous amount of respect for Senator Dianne Feinstein. She has had an extraordinary career in public service. She's been an icon on issues of gun violence and women's rights. Uh, But it has become painfully obvious to many of us in California that she is no longer able to fulfill her duties. She doesn't have a clear return date. We haven't been able to confirm judges at a time where women's rights and voting rights are under assault. Senator Durbin himself, who's the chair of judiciary, has said that the reason we're not being able to move these judges uh, is because Senator Feinstein isn't there. And so as someone from California, I felt an obligation to say what so many colleagues are saying in private, that the time has come for her to gracefully step down and have a dignified end to a very distinguished political career. How can you ask this of Senator Feinstein and not ask it of Senator Fetterman? That is the only question to be asked of Representative Rokana, who made that statement there on CNN speaking to Don Lemon. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What is going down? 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. What else is there to say? Feinstein has been in cognitive disarray for a few years now. You didn't care at the beginning. Why do you care now? Because now it's interfering with you. But when it was good for you, it was fine. It's California. You can replace her with another progressive any second. Why would you keep her? Why didn't you care about her health then? Why did you let her stay around? Why did you let her be abused? The conversation about elder abuse here is absolutely through the roof. But the same conversation we have uh, uh, about Joe Biden, when you consider all of uh, the tremendous gaffes and missteps uh, that he has. Name me one. Well, sir, I don't have enough time. It's only a three-hour program. What kind of person says, yeah, John Fetterman, that's the guy we should run for office. What kind of person says that? Kind of person who believes in power over people. No one cared about John Fetterman. I say his wife doesn't give a damn about her husband. Giselle Fetterman doesn't care about John Fetterman. Said it, meant it. I'm watching this this happen. I make my claim. John Fetterman spends three weeks in a hospital for depression, and you think everything's okay? You think being a senator is where it's at? But no, you don't care about him. You care about ensuring the power. Has he been voting? Has has John Fetterman been voting on these uh, Senate, uh, these, these justice, these judges that, that need Senate confirmation? These ju- That's what I was referring to there. I just said it very poorly. I apologize. He has? You mean from his hospital bed? Did he vote on all all those times? It is a weird flex for Democrats to have to make the claim that Feinstein needs to go and Fetterman doesn't. And my point to you, Representative Kahana, is that while I don't disagree with you about the mental state of the senator, 
This was a conversation two years in the making, but you're only making it now. I reject the idea that you want to claim, well, I thought she was better then, but clearly now. No, it was clear then. It was clear when her office talked about resignation or, 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 or not running for re-election. And she said, what is everybody talking about? And she had to be told that her office put it out because she didn't remember. So it was clear then. Why is it all of a sudden clear now? Because she's in the hospital for, was it shingles, something like that? That's very strange. And if you can make it clear for her and not clear for Senator Fetterman, with all due respect, you're not having a serious conversation. What you are having is a political conversation. This is expedient. She has done her job, and now we can dismiss her. The care for her health is completely and totally inconsequential. When I say it is obvious that you don't give a damn, I mean that it's obvious that you don't give a damn. You don't care. Say it the way it is. You don't care. I'm not quite sure what one does about this this, this ugly. I'm not quite sure what one does about a society that, that uh, states that as long as it benefits us, cool. That's that's some ugly stuff. But we're getting used to the ugly stuff, aren't we? Aren't we getting used to the things that are ugly? By the way, there is now talk. We were talking about uh, this this leaker of the military documents, uh, and now uh, what we're what we're hearing is that it is very possible uh, that there are going to be some arrests that are made in this case. That's right, Andrea. And two law enforcement officials familiar with the matter are now telling NBC News that this uh, Massachusetts Air National Guard intelligence uh, officer, Jack Texera, is the suspected leaker, that they've been on to him for some time, and that an arrest is imminent. This person was first identified by the New York Times, who described him as a 21-year-old member of the intelligence wing of the Massachusetts Air National Guard, and as a leader of a chat group on this Discord gaming platform, uh, who was sharing highly classified documents with other members of the group. Those documents eventually leaked to other groups and then were published in the news media and now have been seen by the entire world. uh, he, uh, the Times uh, are, are saying in their story that they approached his house um, in on Cape Cod and that uh, a relative said that he was getting a lawyer. Uh, uh, and meanwhile, President Biden saying today that that the investigators were getting close to finding the leaker and our law enforcement sources confirming now that they are zeroing in on this 21-year-old member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard. Now, I I will apologize to you. I had gone through it quickly and skimmed the transcript. I didn't realize he had used names. I would not have used names on the air because it's not my interest to make this guy some kind of hero or folk legend or anything else. It is innocent until proven guilty. He absolutely should have a lawyer. He should be able to mount a defense. But if he is found guilty, as I was discussing earlier, well... You leak national security secrets. I I believe you're a traitor, and I believe there's only one way to handle traitors. 
Oh, and I'm just waiting for people to say, well, you know, he was just this lonely guy. This is another conversation. This is about the decency. Somebody had, had tweeted me who we, we, see, we see some things differently, but uh, she had tweeted me that, yeah, what has happened, uh, that the decency conversation is the conversation. This, this is the thing. That decency has become a lost characteristic amongst many people. You're in the Air National Guard, and yet you felt the need to brag? You had to brag to your friends online? You had to show them that you knew something that they didn't? That's a desperation. Rational people, decent people don't do that. Oh, people brag, don't get me wrong. They also deal with the consequences. But if you're like sure of your work and sure of yourself, you don't make that kind of maneuver. Somebody who actually cares about other human beings and cares about their health and their welfare would have taken a look at Senator Dianne Feinstein and said, yeah, you should go home and enjoy your family while you can remember them and get your affairs in order and go live your life to the best of your ability. But you can't be doing this. You are a danger to the nation here. That's what should have happened with Dianne Feinstein. It didn't. That's what should have happened with John Fetterman. It didn't. The total lack of decency. This continues. This continues. Uh, we bring up in that conversation Joe Biden and Joe Biden's mental state. I know, people, how dare you, Tony? You're just being an ageist. You know what? Kiss off. The guy's not okay. This happened today. This is Joe Biden appearing uh, in a doorway. He's uh, taking some photos. And he physically had to be moved into position. Now, you could say, all right, somebody's standing in the wrong spot. No, no, Mr. President, they need you over here. So they need you over here. After the 27th time you've seen the president of the United States physically be moved into a new location, how many times do you have to watch somebody dressed as the Easter Bunny direct the president in where to go? I would figure once is enough. Twice? Two years running? Come now, people. We have ourselves a problem. And if we were rational, if we were rational people, we would say this isn't okay. If we were decent people, we would demand it stop. I will not listen to anybody tell me how Representative Jones, a Tennessee state representative who's been reinstated there after leading a riot regarding guns uh, on the on the Capitol, bringing Capitol work and, and work of the Tennessee House to a standstill. And he got expelled for that. His uh, constituency, him in, in, in Nashville. And then uh, I'm forgetting the name of the guy. In Memphis, they both got reinstated, even though they they led this riot. I'm not going to have anybody tell me how this guy's a hero. This, a guy who in 2020 
was stopping cars? Was he part of Antifa? Assaulting drivers? Justin Jones. There's video evidence. They're keeping cars from driving down the street. You're attacking the drivers inside? This is the guy I'm told I'm supposed to have respect for who also leads riots there in the Capitol, got elected. I mean, the guy did get elected. But here's cars trying to, to, to get through the streets. Here's people blocking traffic. And here is Justin Jones uh, punching people in the face. Don't tell me this dude's decent. Don't tell me he's a good guy. Don't tell me I got to have respect for him. Decency doesn't have you blocking traffic to make your political point. Decency says you go out there and you try and convince people of your position. I saw somebody discussing this. I forget who it who it was, and 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 their point was was that our problem is we don't have mercy, and I, and I said no, it's not mercy; it's actually civility. No part of civil society says you get to tell other people they're not allowed to travel, that you get to block their travel, that you get to physically accost them if they don't do what you want them to do. Civility is allowing the minority to speak without their having to worry about whether or not they're going to get killed. And civility is gone. When we talk about the gun conversation, when we talk about transgender conversation, look what happened to Riley Gaines. You think there's any civility there? You think any of the students at San Francisco State University? Well, there's got to be some. But the ones that we saw, they think they're civil? They're not civil. They're jerks. They are jerks. We can't allow Riley Gaines, this swimmer, to speak because what she says insults us. How does it insult you? Well, she thinks that men are, are, are not women because men are not women. And Leah Thomas is not a woman and they shouldn't be swimming against uh, women. Men should not be swimming against women. For having the conversation, you believe she should be uh, verbally shouted down and physically accosted. I can draw a direct line from Rokahana allowing Dianne Feinstein to stay in the Senate without saying something to John Fetterman to this. Look at how you're willing to abuse people to get what you want. And you're fine with it. So if abusing people is what's necessary to get what you want, well, then hot diggity dog, let's go abuse some people. And let's go throw some, attack some people in their cars on the streets. And let's go lead a riot against the Tennessee House. And let's go attack Riley Gaines for being right. Because of what matter is science or decency when there's an ideology to uphold? Holy cow. You know, I, I'm starting to think that this show gets a little heavy from time to time. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think we have to lighten it up a bit. That's coming next. I'm Tony Katz. NPR has quit Twitter. Stop the music right there. Um. I know that there are a lot of people out there screaming right now. Uh, I don't care, Tony. 
And that is the correct answer. Please don't get me wrong. But allow me to take a moment to applaud the decision because this is exactly what the political right was told when Twitter was clearly keeping the political right from speaking out. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833-468-8669. NPR, National Public Radio. What they decided was that Twitter labeled them state-run media, state-funded media, and they decided that this was absolutely unacceptable, and we are not going to be a part of it, so we're going to walk away. We are not going to, in any of our channels, we are not going to uh, be posting on Twitter anymore. Now, in the case of NPR, which is funded by the federal government, to say that they're state-funded is totally fine because, well, they are. If NPR, National Public Radio, wanted to take all donations from the people, okay. Don't take any money from the government. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. But even with this, Twitter's right in labeling them this, wrong in labeling them in this, if you don't like what it is you're seeing, and if you don't like how it is you're being treated, you have the right to leave. Isn't this exactly what the political left said to the political right? As a matter of fact, they went a step further. Go start your own. And then the political right tried to start their own. Remember Parler? And what did they do to Parler? They shut it down. Oh, you can't exist on this platform. You can't exist on that platform. You said start your own. They started their own. And then you said, oh, we didn't really mean start your own. We meant for you to suffer. Oh. I'm in the radio business. To the extent I'm in the radio business, I talk on air. Uh, And there are people over there at NPR. They do, while they do it differently, conceptually the same thing. There's a microphone. It gets turned on. They're sharing. My advice to them is uh, to keep on sharing. But Twitter owes you nothing. Just like Twitter never owed me a thing. Twitter absolutely silenced me. It silenced people like me. What did I do? I'd use less and less Twitter. Right now, Facebook is impossible for me to use. My content gets throttled every day. I have no idea how to fix it. I have no idea why they're doing it. You know what I've done? Eh, screw them. All those tens of thousands of people over there that I'm connected to, it's not millions. And I think now I know why. Um, I don't know what to do. They're lost to me. So what's the value of, of, the, of the platform? I can go other places. It's why I talk about locals. It's why I do other things. Why I'm on Rumble. Because I'm in other places. The places that actually want to work with me. That's where I'm at. So good for you, NPR, for standing up for yourself and saying you won't be a part of this. But just remember, Twitter doesn't owe you anything. No one owes you anything. As long as you remember that, we're good. Meanwhile, I am going to now try and answer the question that has plagued society for a millennium. Or is it a millennia? It's a millennia. Can you put ketchup on a hot dog? This is Tony Katz today.
It is the question that has plagued Americans for a lifetime. And the question is, can one put ketchup on a hot dog? This is one of those things that wasn't expected to be a thing. Except true to form, it doesn't matter what level of detailed political analysis you do in life. People want to talk about food that they put in their mouth holes. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. If I talk about brisket, which, by the way, I, I'm, I'm going to be trimming one tonight. Uh, it goes on tomorrow. Um, yeah, I'm, like, I'm, now, I'm now, the weather's here. I'm like one a week, people. Yeah, it's going down. This one, I am attempting a uh, a spicier rub. Uh, I am very much a, a Texas guy uh, on the rub. Salt and pepper, equal parts, half cup of each. And even on like a 15-pound brisket, I don't use it all. I'm really there with less is more. Very, very much there. I'm also a true believer that once you feel you've gotten the smoke, just wrap the damn brisket just butcher paper and be done once you have your smoke that flavor everything else is a bark conversation what are you trying to get and if you're not uh, worried about uh, a a what i would call a stiffer bark you know it's the outside uh, of the of the brisket wrap it and be done once you got your smoke you got your smoke if that's two hours for you that's three hours for you okay okay now i will tell you I personally don't wrap until I hit uh, internal temperature of 165. Until I do that, I, I, I don't wrap it. And there have been times that I've done it without wrapping it just to see what I'll get. Uh, I do think it is a little juicier when you wrap it. And I do wrap it in butcher paper and not foil. If you wrap it in foil, it's known as the Texas crutch. It's Some people will be like, that's cheating because it's a better conducer, conductor of, of heat, so therefore it cooks faster. It's not cheating. It's just the way you did it. It just, it's just, it's like, I, I, I'm a low and slow guy. It's the inescapable rule. Except for the inescapable caveat, which is, well, you do what you want. Uh, there are plenty of people who tell you, low and slow is not the only way to do a brisket. You can do some high heat stuff and get some amazing food. That's, that is it. And so you, you, you choose how you want to do it. But uh, yeah, I'm, uh, this will be the third brisket of the month, I do believe. I do, I do, I believe. But the hot dog conversation, well, I didn't know this would start a, a war. Uh, this was a conversation that came from my cigar and bourbon show, Eat, Drink, Smoke. And it had to do with whether or not you can put ketchup on a hot dog. And Fingers Malloy, who does this, the show with me, said it's absolutely fine to put ketchup on a hot dog if you're eight years old. A hot dog is meant for mustard and onions, and um, if, if you want to do uh, pickles, uh, then that's a Chicago dog. Uh, but that's not relish because relish is nothing more than pickle soup and you can't use it at all. Now, uh, I, I want to say for the record, for the record, that it is absolutely positively fine to put ketchup on a hot dog. I'm telling you it's fine. I'm telling you I do it. And I'd do it again. And I'd do it in front of your moms and your sister. Don't give a damn. I put ketchup on my hot dog. Kylan, do you eat hot dogs at all? 
eh, if I have to. If they're making them for dinner, I guess I won't complain, but I'm more of a brat person. Oh, okay. So it's not some kind of vegan thing. It's that your highbrow. Yeah, exactly. Right on the nose. It would not dawn on me to put ketchup on a brat. I would consider that to be a sinful activity. Would you put, do you put ketchup on your brats? No, <laughs> no. Look at you. I'm too refined for that, Mr. Katz. How dare you? If you were near me, I'd slap your face. Uh, what For you, for a brat, what goes on a, a, a brat? To be honest, I like a toasted bun and just a very light layer of mayonnaise. So, however, I'm not too picky with the brand, but... Okay. I the know. whole may- I had someone explain to me that it would be a Midwest thing to put Miracle Whip and ketchup on a hot dog. And and I said... Name me one. Name me one person who actually does that. Name me one. Miracle Whip and ketchup. And I said, mm-hmm. that's... That, uh... It stinks. But I guess I guess if people are yelling at me for ketchup, you can do what you want. Is, is that a Midwest thing? Like, I, no one ever told me, or I've never seen anybody do mayo on a brat. Now, this is, a, this is, is the brat beef, or is the brat, like, whatever? Uh, good question. You don't care. No. You are not, you're not picky <laughs> not in all. that way. Not at all. I do have a lot of friends who eat the ketchup and mayonnaise combo. Like, isn't that something you would do if you were in France and you were dipping fries into it? Like, mm-hmm. isn't that... Like, like, isn't that the thing? Like, you know, it's it's Pulp Fiction. You know, but they use their fries in in France, mayonnaise, like wherever it was. Um, I it it the the there are no rules. Actually, I should that's not true. There are very very uh, very very specific rules, and they're very slight. It is fine to put ketchup on a hot dog. I guess it's fine to put mayonnaise. On a brat. According to John, uh, things that are wrong are putting ranch dressing on pizza. Have you ever had ranch dressing on pizza? No, thank you. Oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's like pineapple on pizza. Pineapple and banana peppers. Fantastic. Fantastic combination. World class. A joy and a treat. There, there, there are no rules, really, when it comes to food. I am, so, in, in this conversation about barbecue and the brisket, so, so we're writing this book, Let's Go Barbecue. It is the, the next one in the series uh, of books. The first one was Let's Go Bourbon. It's available at Amazon.com. This is Let's Go Barbecue. And so, in the, in the writing of this book, we, we've learned a couple things. Uh, first, uh, and, 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 and I won't tell you how this, the, the book starts, there, every, everybody has got an opinion. Everyone has got an opinion. No one's necessarily wrong. You do the thing that you like, only you know your palate. What happens is, is that people get the idea that there is a specific way to do things because they're told that this person is does it the way it's supposed to be done. And this is, this is really, really psychological. We take a look at 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 uh, barbecue, a brisket. Um, and 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 by the way, I'll open up the phone lines. Eight three three got Tony. Eight three three four six eight eight six six nine. People have have comments. I want to hear them. Kylan, open it up. Eight three three got Tony. 
people have this idea that things are done a certain way because they were always told that this is the way it's done or they from a very young age, this is how deep it goes. Follow your, follow this and then apply it to yourself. You grew up with a certain thing, made a certain way. So in your head and in your nose, like when you smell it, like how smell brings a memory, you believe that that is the only way it could possibly be done. It's um, a picture of the way, I'll use a general one. Your mother makes chocolate chip cookies. Your mother makes the best something, let's call it chocolate chip cookies, not because it's actually the best chocolate chip cookie, but because it has a relationship to your formation that you associate with, and therefore that's the way it's done. That is the standard bearer. This is very, very true uh, in, in barbecue. If, if you, and, and this, is, this is actually part of, of the book, if you take a look at the work Aaron Franklin does at Franklin Barbecue in Texas, there is no doubt that Aaron Franklin is freaking brilliant when it comes to Q. He understands the smoke, he understands the fire, he understands the wood, he understands the, the, the grain of the beef, he understands the, the, the butchering, every part of it. But if you're not somebody who grew up with barbecue, you will wait online the hour, hour and a half for Franklin Barbecue. You'll eat that brisket and you will now determine that that's the way brisket has to be done. Because you were told this is clearly the way brisket is done. Look at all the people who wait online for, for Franklin Barbecue. Look at how popular he is. It must be true. But it sure as hell ain't true if you grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina. Because the barbecue is fundamentally different. They wouldn't eat that Texas crap on their best day. Salt and pepper rub? Bitch, please. Where's my mustard and vinegar? You grow up with this thing. And that thing becomes the standard. And the problem is people have a hard time deviating from the standard. And sometimes it's done in a sweet, fun kind of way. But really, there's, a, there's an underpinning there for how we psychologically view the rest of the world. It is about our openness and our closeness. Closeness, closedness, close, closeness, close, how closed we are off to it. And that's why this whole conversation comes into play. There's nothing wrong with ketchup on a hot dog. Anybody who thinks there is is crazy. There's nothing wrong with mayonnaise on a bratwurst. Although I will admit, uh, Kyland, to me, that sounds so absolutely horrific. I don't even know what to do with myself. Like, like the whole idea of it just makes me radically ill. But I'm sure, I'm sure when I taste it, it's going to be wonderful. I'm sure when I taste it, it's going to be like, huh, that's interesting. I clear, see, see what happens when I open the phones. Phil Sanchez joins us right now, anchor at Wish TV in Indianapolis. Uh, you, you okay, man? Has, has this conversation bothered your soul? Uh, it's been bothering my, 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 my soul for almost a day since you put that, that tweet out yesterday about the ketchup on the, the hot dog. Which is totally and fine, I'm by the way. Driving it, it's not fine if you're an adult. <laughs> if you're over twelve, it is not fine. I mean, you're, 
This is crazy. I'm driving into work right now. I almost drove off the road. Uh, what was it? Mayo on a bra- So here's the th- you said it's okay to put. What, you said it's okay to put mayo on a bra, but not on a hot dog. No, no, no. What, I think it's okay one? to. I think it's okay to eat the way you see fit. I have never tried sure. mayo on a bratwurst. I, the idea grosses me out, but Kylan swears by it. Okay, I'm fine. I mean, brats, delicious. Mayo's delicious, so the combination probably will work. What about ketchup on steak? Ketchup on what? On steak. Um, now that is something I didn't, I don't do as an adult, but I did, I did do as a kid, but I don't really use anything now. On a steak. The steak has to hold up on its own without sauce. I tend to agree. Do whatever you want to do. If, if whatever makes you happy is fine. But I do have some rules. Pineapple on pizza. Tony, you're from Jersey. I'm yes. from New York. You should be ashamed of yourself. Why? Why? Pineapple on pizza? Come on. It's delicious. No. No. It's <laughs> There you can do anything you want, life. unless there it upsets Phil Sanchez, anchor on Wish TV, in which case you go to hell and die. Dude, it's totally fine. It's very, very good, and ketchup on a hot dog works perfectly. I'm not saying mustard doesn't. What, what According right. to you, according to Phil Sanchez, what is a hot dog? Uh, what do you mean, what is a hot dog? I'm it's meaning, a, what do you put on it? What's allowed? It is not a sandwich. Okay, I, I like mustard. I like relish. I like I like mixing it up. I'll even you know what I will give you this ketchup. I'm sure is fine, but there are rules in life, and I, I, I you know you have people around you and they they see you Tony Katz who's on the radio with ketchup on a hot dog. They might look at you differently. So so basically, because I'm okay with ketchup on a hot dog, uh, I I have that now like enlisted anarchy. I'm the reason That's for the right. societal collapse. Yep, all on you. Huh. And oh, and I'm I, and I, I I was shocked when I saw you put that tweet out there yesterday. Well, I'm I I, I am here to shock the people. I shock That's the people right. with facts. Love you. It's all good. You're doing a good job. Keep it up. I'm driving into work right now, so um, I just had to chime in on this because this is this fires me up. Phil Two Sanchez, fire me up. This is one of them. I, I, I am so glad this is going to lead the news tonight. Phil Sanchez, Wish TV, I appreciate you. I appreciate you calling in, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, people get crazy. They get upset. Did you? By the way, did you hear Phil Sanchez badmouth you, Kylan? Talking about your mayo on your brat? It is what it is. At least he badmouthed your pizza, too. Oh, you really, really, really never have had pineapple on a pizza? No, I like pineapple on pizza, but the banana peppers? Uh-uh. What's The banana peppers are your issue? <laughs> no, Tony, you're my issue. Which? Uh, you and I are going to have some words. <laughs> Just give me brisket and we'll be happy. Oh, challenge accepted. So anyway, I was going back to the fact that I'm doing this brisket with a uh, a, a spicier rub. I've been work because I do the the salt and pepper uh, only. Um, but I am adding to it this this mix of of cayenne and and uh, and I, I don't know. I, I forget what the other thing was. Oh, chili powder. Sorry. Um, I've been working on this to try and find a uh, a, a heat. And see if that actually works. I'm, I'm, I'm fearful, but I'm willing. And that's what matters, because there are no rules. In the end, there are no rules. 
That's to that's to everything. Notice I didn't bring up baking. Baking has rules. Baking is actual science. Everything else is just what do you like. Meanwhile, um, ketchup on everybody's hot dog, uh, pineapple on banana pepper pizza. Kylan, you tell me you're going to be at the station for another hour. I will send one your way. Challenge accepted. I'll be here. Done and done. I'm Tony Katz. Australia will now offer six weeks of paid leave to employees who want to change their legal sex. All right, it's not the country of Australia. It's Suncorp. Uh, They do banking, finance, insurance. They've announced the new benefits. They will introduce um, six weeks paid gender affirmation leave and up to 12 months unpaid leave. To applicable or applicable Suncorp employees, allowing those employees to have the time and financial support to re- required to engage in the steps they need to affirm their gender. Oh. Well then. I am I got nothing. I I got I got nothing and I'm not sure how the bank has customers. What with uh the things that they're focused on, like something that isn't affirming or certainly not care. I'm Tony Katz.